Hello and thank you so much for joining us. This is Vicki Pierre with Duval County Public Schools and you are listening to our Safety and Sports podcast. And I am pleased to welcome some experts in this field concerning the district. First, we have Tammy Talley. She is the district athletic director. Tammy, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Vicki, thanks for having me. We're also pleased to have two gentlemen here from the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. First of all, we have Bob Sefchik, who is the executive director. Thanks for being here today. Great to be here. And then with program development, we have Jim Mackey. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And so I think something that maybe the average person may not realize is that this district is truly a leader when it comes to sports medicine in the state of Florida. Tammy, what can you tell us about that? Well, I would say that our district is looked upon from the FHSAA, the Florida High School Athletic Association, um, because of the support that we've had from JSMP and Bob, who has served as the chairperson of the Sports Medicine Advisory Council. Um, Mr. Sefcek, as well as some certified athletic trainers and athletic directors in our district, also are presenters at our FACA clinic, the Florida Athletic Coaches Association clinics, as well as the FIAAA, the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators. So when the FHSA calls upon Duval County um, to be presenters at um, their clinics, their statewide clinics, as well as serve as the chairperson for advisory council, I would say that 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 means that they believe we're leaders. I think we're fortunate because of our program here in town, and and we do get that recognition. And I know that's something we're going to talk about here uh, shortly, is what is the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. So uh, we're fortunate in Jacksonville, in Duval County, to have uh, our leadership uh, from our board of directors who are... uh, various uh, healthcare administrators and physicians that that serve our board and and really set the direction of sports injury prevention here in Jacksonville. And it sounds like this is a pretty in-depth network that we're talking about. It's not simply one doctor here and one doctor there. Y'all are pretty connected. Yeah, the the program itself uh, is an advocacy program. It's a nonprofit uh, advocacy program, and it's been in place for over uh, 35 years at this point. Uh, we're run through a board of directors, and, and, and those, uh, yes, do come from diverse uh, areas and, and, and practices throughout town. We have uh, a, really had a great relationship with Wolfson Children's Hospital, uh, as well as Nemours Children's uh, or Specialty Clinic uh, that they have that we have here in Jacksonville. They've been our uh, sustaining partners since the inception of the program 35 years ago, along with the Duval County Schools and the Duval County Medical Society. And we really pride ourselves uh, with being a neutral entity. We don't represent any one uh, individual practice or entity out there. Um, we are interested in. Uh, keeping our kids safe and we're uh, open we have an open door policy for anybody that wants to be involved with our program and we really encourage that uh, participation uh, citywide. And so I think uh, an, an initiative that has gotten a lot of attention in the past couple of school years is Project 17. Um, talk to us about what exactly that is and why it's even here in this district. When I first came on board with uh, JSMP uh, now over 12 years ago, uh, we took a look at what the program was really doing as far as sports safety in Jacksonville and and really 
uh, set forth our mission on a little bit more of a streamlined approach to taking care of our community kids, uh, specifically with our partnership with the Duval County Schools. And one void that we did recognize right off the bat was uh, we did not have employed certified athletic trainers. And unfortunately, we were in a position where we had uh, some schools that didn't have any medical support on, on the field. Uh, and therefore, our board of directors really identified um, that is a, a primary thing that we wanted to accomplish, uh, to be able to provide the school district with some leadership uh, at the individual schools uh, for sports safety. And that very simply put is, is the, uh, having a health care provider in place there, and, and, and that person we refer to as a certified athletic trainer, somebody with the uh, training and the expertise to be able to uh, help uh, the coaches and help the kids prevent sports injuries and, and uh, provide that, that leadership uh, with safety as a main emphasis, be there to recognize when injuries are occurring, uh, and to be able to help guide the student athlete and the parents through the health care system uh, so that they can get the proper care uh, which is required uh, when they do get injured. And so a, a follow-up question I have, and anyone can jump in at, at this point, um, why have somebody on the campus? Why not just have the school tied to maybe a local practice or a local hospital? Why was it important to have that, that constant presence, I guess, if you want to put it that way? Uh, I'll answer that one uh, again, uh, just because it is my passion. I, I do think there is a best practice to this whole process, and that is to have somebody that the kids could uh, have a rapport with, uh, have a daily rapport with, and having uh, that same person there day after day, the kids develop a relationship with that person and understand that they're there for their health and safety and they can go to them uh, to seek uh, care when they are injured. I think there are still a number of injuries that fall through the cracks, but uh, a great number of them are really appreciating the earlier that they can report injuries, the earlier they begin the healing process. The coaches are really recognizing the fact that the athletic trainers aren't there to disqualify any individuals. They're, they're there to help keep the kids on the field and help keep them on the field safely participating. Uh, we don't want any uh, anyone out there participating with uh, an injury that, that should be uh, getting some rehab or uh, at least getting looked at and evaluated because we don't want to uh, cause any further injury. So we're identifying those injuries, working with the coaches to get the kids uh, the appropriate care that's needed and necessary, and uh, having somebody there on campus daily is important for those reasons. Yeah, I can't reiterate that enough um, from a standpoint of an athletic director, a former high school athletic director, how important it is to have that person who's the healthcare professional because the coaches, they know the X's and O's, the athletic director is doing the administrative side of it. And then to have that certified athletic trainer, like Bob said, that is there every single day that can not only recognize the injuries, but then help educate them on preventing them for future and knowing that somebody's going to be there every day, that they don't, you know, is the athletic trainer coming today? Oh, they're only here on Monday, Wednesday. That full-time athletic trainer, they're there every single day, 12 to 8, 9, 10 o'clock, whenever the last athletic event's over. And Vicki, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to explain just a little bit further what Project 17 is because I'm not sure I, I really truly answered that question. 
Uh, Project 17 is our effort to get all 17 of our public high schools that have athletic programs uh, an on-site uh, full-time certified athletic trainer. So having a healthcare professional uh, designated for each and every school and employed by the schools. Now Project 17 started off as a great idea, but it took a lot of collaboration with other community partners and, and we are very fortunate that we have the Jacksonville Jaguars in town because uh, as you know from a professional team standpoint medical care is is a necessity uh, on, on those uh, sporting fields the, those players get paid to participate and they need to be out there to make a living so on any given Sunday, there's about 30 medical providers out on an athletic field for a, a pro sports team. Uh, whereas on Friday nights, we're, we're lucky if, if we do see uh, just a scattered few uh, from a high school standpoint. So we knew uh, through our partnership with our, 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 our community that we wanted to make sure and ensure that there was a health care provider available. So uh, the NFL quickly came on board with that idea. They were very supportive, and we are financially supported through the NFL as well as uh, multiple other partners. We have Jacksonville University involved. We have Florida Blue involved. Brooks Rehabilitation, Memorial Hospital involved, and many, many other private uh, sponsors uh, that, that are energized by what we're doing for our kids and our community. So the, the ultimate goal for the program is to have a full-time certified athletic trainer employed by the Duval County Schools in each and every one of our public high schools. At this point, we're three years into the program, uh, and our goal is to have uh, our, our, our accomplished uh, 17 in place by the year 2020. So we are more than halfway through the program. I'm, I'm super excited. We've got five full-time employed uh, certified athletic trainers in the system now. We have seven graduate assistants, and those are the, the students that are participating in the program. Uh, so that's initially how the, that we begin the program through a, a higher education opportunity uh, in conjunction with Jacksonville University. We recruit uh, in uh, undergraduates that have completed their uh, athletic training curriculum, passed a national certification through the Board of Certification, and have become state licensed through our uh, State Department of Health. So as, as those individuals are uh, selected and placed in our schools. They begin their higher education program through uh, Jacksonville University and they're uh, right away put to work in our Duval County Schools with the hopes that you know after two years uh, they have made a good match with their schools and created um, what's probably the most important part of this conversation is a comprehensive athletic training program. Uh, we're not simply out there for the football team. Uh, we know that most of our athletes are female athletes and, and we really pride ourselves in the fact that we are out there for all sports and that includes uh, you know girls basketball girls volleyball you name it any sport that is participating in the Duval County Public Schools we are there to serve and uh, make uh, uh, my little tagline that we've created over the years with uh, Jim and uh, Mrs. Talley in here is uh, making Jacksonville a safer place to play. Very interesting. And I didn't know that about the majority of the athletes being, being girls, so that is interesting as well. Would you say that through the course of this program, y'all are seeing that difference as far as you know preventative measures or, or number of injuries or just even knowledge through Project 17 having these people in the schools? 
Um, uh, what I'm uh, hearing is that our coaches and our athletes and our parents and our principals, our administrators, are very excited uh, that they do now have in place somebody that is specifically there for the prevention of injuries and for the care of injuries when they are occurring, whether they are to boys or girls. Um, far too often we were unfairly probably placing a lot of this responsibility on our coaches and, and Tammy can answer to that you know as a, a former coach and athletic director herself you know the coaches do have a lot of responsibilities and uh, this is something that we can lift from their shoulders and, and let them know that together uh, as a health care provider we're, we're there with them as a coach to, to keep their kids safe out on the field. I am super proud that our district has taken the stance um, from our superintendent to our school board to our principals on how important player safety is by implementing Project 17 and being taking the role that they are going to pay for all 17 of these full-time athletic trainers by 2020 because that just shows how how they're vested in the lives of our student athletes and it just makes me proud to be a Duval County Public School mom of three student athletes that played sports here that our district cares that, that enough about our students that they're willing to invest in them in Project 17. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people don't know about so it's really good good information so Mr. Mackey I want to bring you into the conversation um, I understand that we have nine high schools designated as safe sports schools Explain what that is and what does that mean? Okay, the Safe Sports Schools is a program that was created by the National Athletic Trainers Association, which is our governing body uh, professional organization. Um, each of these schools can be um, selected based upon certain criteria. Do they have a full-time athletic trainer that's available to all the sports? Do they have current policies and procedures in place? Do they have an emergency action in place? Do they have an automated external defibrillator or an AED available? Are they CPR, first aid trained? So there's another number of criteria that they meet. They submit an application and they're selected. And so we do currently have nine schools and uh, hopefully we'll make application for five more this year. Uh, so it's a very, uh, it's a program to help um, make parents and coaches and athletes more aware that this is a safe place to send your child for for sports and uh, a phrase I kind of use at times is that you wouldn't send you wouldn't drop your children off at a pool without a lifeguard why would you send your school your child to school with athletics and collision sports and things like that and not have a certified athletic trainer there to help oversee them and watch them and so you touched upon this just now, but I just want to reiterate for, for parents, I mean, to hear that we have this many schools with that designation, that should bring a, a great sense of comfort knowing that, you know, I'm sending my kid to a school that's reached a lot of these high standards according to this organization. Mm -hmm. and definitely, definitely. And uh, the better prepared the schools are to take care of injuries when they happen because um, that athletic trainer is a first responder in any sports injury and that's maybe the public's view of what they see when an athlete is injured on TV that it's a certified athletic trainer and the physicians that go to that person and so knowing that you've got that level of care available for your student uh, in, in high school and again this is male and female and if I can point out for gender equity that eight of our current 12 um, uh, 
Project 17 schools have female athletic trainers, and they've been very well accepted in the uh, in the whole uh, program at every school. That's excellent. And so here's a topic that we've heard a lot about in the local media lately. It's the reporting of sports injuries, and it's definitely a topic I think that maybe is a little more complicated than the average person understands. But Tammy, what can you tell us about how that works? Is this something uh, regulated by the state, certain protocol? What can you tell us about the reporting of sports injuries? So um, if you don't have an athletic trainer at your school, it's kind of hard to report sports injuries, number one. So those numbers can look um, like it could either look like a district has a whole lot of sports injuries because they have certified athletic trainers that are inputting them or it could look like a district or a school has no injuries because there's nobody there to report them but that doesn't mean that there's not injuries so i think that um, the fhsa is trying to capture what that looks like our district is trying to um, put in a process put a process in place that we can report injuries and we know what they look like and then when when a story is done and they're trying to mesh those two together they're not comparing apples to apples and i guess uh, to take this a step further what kind of injuries are we talking about i can't imagine that um it's a you know cut on the hand necessarily or is it is it only serious injuries we're talking about minor injuries does that vary from school to school how does that work well i think you know the hottest topic right now out there in the media's eye is concussion and there was a recent media report that that tried to extract some concussion data specifically from our school district and then globally from the state and i will tell you you know tammy uh really answered the question quite well uh, the reality is there's a lot of anecdotal information out there and there's a lot of information that we would like to capture but there just isn't that responsible party out there or the assigned party in order to be able to do that nor is there a standardized process in place in order to collect that information it's not anything that's unique to our district Okay. This is nationwide. That's why uh, national reports on, on concussion are, are so broad. Anywhere's between one and over three million concussions occur each year. Why is that number so broad? Because we don't know. We, we, we know there's a lot of underreported concussion. We know there's a lot of data that we're not collecting uh, on concussion. So if we take any injury for that matter, our goal with Project 17, with having licensed and certified athletic trainers in our schools, is to develop that standardized process. Data collection is important. It is a great idea to have uh, you know, data collected from your schools and from, from your athletic events so that we can begin tracking information, so we can identify any specific trends that might be occurring as far as injuries go, and to have that intervention of that, that healthcare professional uh, right on, on site that, that could intervene with the kids, can intervene with the coaches, can intervene with even the maintenance department if we discover that there could be a maintenance-related issue uh, that that's causing some injuries. So, again, I think we're we're really on the right track, and I'm not trying to brag on our program or anything like that. But we are 
leaps ahead of some districts throughout the state. There are other districts that are a little bit ahead of us as well, but the importance is is that we are coming together and we are getting the right people in place and we are creating some standardized reporting so that we can be able to share that information first of all with our own schools, second of all with our district, and then third of all with, with the state and with, with national numbers so that we can see what's what's going on uh, you know, more globally like that. So um, I, I think there's some great efforts out there. I think you know the state coming uh, forward and starting to collect some of their own information is important, but with the s- challenges that we have just here with our 17 schools, uh, magnify that by, by over 800 schools and, and you know, trying to uh, come up with that standardized process to collect specific information from over 800 schools could be pretty challenging. Uh, and I, I commend the FHSAA in, in our state and our schools for all, you know, now really seeing the importance of, of what that information is and what we can learn from that information. And I guess at the end of the day, for parents who are listening, whether they've heard the the media reports or not, should there be a concern concerning our athletes? Are they safe? Are these injuries, are there too many injuries or not enough uh, protocols being taken? I mean, how should parents feel when they're sending their kids onto our sports teams? I think that they should feel proud um, that we have a superintendent like Dr. Willis and school board members who have vested in the safety of all of our student athletes jv and varsity male and female um, all of our sports um, because it it's a big undertaking to um, add 17 full-time athletic trainers so i think parents should be very proud to send their child to a duval county public school and know that they're going to be taken care of safety wise and Vicky, I'll just chime in and I'm say I'm I'm super happy that our media has caught the attention of sports-related injuries and is really bringing that to the forefront of our parents and student athletes and coaches and school board members and superintendents because it is a real issue. Kids do get hurt playing sports, and as Jim mentioned here. Um, you know, certainly we wouldn't uh, suspect or, uh, you know, certainly we wouldn't feel comfortable sending our kid off to a swimming pool without a lifeguard. By all means, we, we need to recognize that sports injuries are happening and, and, and our parents should be asking and, and uh, understanding what health care provider is there to, to take care of uh, this? Who's watching over my kid? And uh, as Tammy mentioned, uh, they should be feeling proud that we're moving forward as a community to put certified athletic trainers in our schools. And um, I just dot, jotted a little note down here for myself, uh, you know, a, a question, what's important for parents to know? I think it's important for the parents to know who the athletic trainer is. Go and introduce yourself to the athletic trainer. Let them know who's, uh, you know, what your child's name is and what sport they play, and you know, get contact information from from the certified athletic trainer and and really, uh, you know, break that ice, if, if you will. The, the the athletic trainer to do their job effectively needs to know how to contact the parents, how to be able to communicate with them about, you know, whether it is a bump or a bruise or a sprain or a strain that might need some uh, additional health care 
advice uh, or some evaluation, um, certainly we want to be able to get in touch with the parents and, and to be able to know who's calling on the phone and uh, that, that call may be a pretty important call uh, is, is, very, uh, uh, is a very important thing for the parents to be, be doing. And before we, we wrap this up, I don't know if anyone has anything else to add. I mean, this is all really good information. I don't know, Jim, I saw you writing some notes down. No, I would just add that uh, I believe, you know, it's just very important that a certified athletic trainer is present. Uh, there's a, they realize they are the healthcare professional. They're a licensed uh, healthcare professional here in the state and that uh, they are the qualified person trained to take care of these injuries and that uh, a good trust and communication and sometimes kids may think oh you're just there to take me out and really we try and help them understand that i'm not here to take you out of a competition or practice or a game i'm here to help you to be able to stay and participate safely in that activity and once that's once that trust and relationship is built then uh, there's the kids are finding it they feel better the parents feel better uh, they are uh, glad that you were there and uh, so they build a good relationship uh, through that Vicki I have one other thing to add and, and certainly I, I'm okay if we do another podcast on, on, on this aspect of the program but it's important that that our kids and our parents know this as well the program doesn't stop at just having a certified athletic trainer in our schools. We have opened the program even further than that into our academic uh, you know, offerings here in, in the district. And Andrew Jackson High School has become a sports medicine magnet program where we've designed you know, a, a multi-hundred thousand dollar you know, model healthcare uh, facility over there, a, a model high school athletic training room where we have kids enrolled and learning about healthcare careers and uh, being able to really work hand in hand with the certified athletic trainers that are out there in the laboratory and on the field and, and really gaining a knowledge of what kind of healthcare careers they might end up pursuing down the road. So uh, I'm super proud of, of you know, not only that we do have athletic trainers in our schools, but we've, we've taken it to that next level and have an academic program to support that for our future generations down the road. I'm glad you mentioned that. And the part of the academic program too, I think um, the students who are interested in maybe pursuing a career in sports medicine have an opportunity to work directly with the athletic trainers to learn a little more about player safety. And our community partners have joined us in providing scholarships um, for our student athletes um, and shadowing opportunities at their hospitals to be able to learn about sports medicine or a related field. So we appreciate those community partners as well. So definitely a lot going on in this district, bringing people in and producing the future leaders in this. So very positive. Well, I appreciate all of you joining us today. And again, I'm Vicki Pierre with Duval County Schools. That is it for our safety and sports podcast. Tune in next time.